Welcome into the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name's James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbot. What's up? Welcome back, Jimbo. Good to have you. Thank you, thank you. Feeling much better. And Trey, Stinky Fingers, Jose, how you feeling? A lot better than you, you sick fuck. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am a sick fuck. I've been a sick fuck for the last week and a half, uh, but happy to be alive and well. Um, I'm officially a COVID survivor, and, uh, you know, it feels pretty good. feels pretty good to be on that side of it. Yeah, well, survive it three times, and you'll feel amazing. Uh, like dude, I'm just trying to get there, man, you know, just trying to get there. But uh, one was good enough for me. Uh, I'm happy to be back. I'm sorry I've missed quite a bit. I know the show has lacked incredibly in terms of content, so I apologize to our listeners for that as well. And uh, hopefully we can get back on track here as a group, as a team, you know. And, uh, Thanks, Coach. Start giving out some good advice. Fuck off. It's been pretty <laughs> solid. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. It's probably been much better since I've been gone. So um, today, if you're new to the show, hit us up on Twitter uh, at the FF Fathers. Pretty new show. We started recording last year. This is our second year, and uh, we like to keep it real meat and potato, um, just cold hard facts and and uh, cold beer. What? <laughs> what? So uh, on today's show, we're doing the late games, the late window, so all the evening or afternoon games, depending on where you're at in the world, as well as Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football, and then also at the very end, doing our uh, starts of the week for every single position, so don't miss out on that. It's the goods. I got some good ones. I got a bunch of good ones. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure you do. Um, All right. Do we want to touch on that? uh, What was supposedly supposed to be a football game tonight on Thursday night football? I mean, (laughs) I don't care to talk about it, but I know Trey wants has something to say. So I just got two things I want to say. It's very interesting. The top three fantasy scorers were the two defenses and the Colts kicker uh, McLaughlin. McLaughlin, whatever. I don't know how you pronounce it. And um, Mike Boone, he got 10 points. Big wave of wire pickup this week. So if you're listening to us on our episode on Tuesday, we were like, yeah, pick him up and you can play him this week. Probably only this week because Melvin or Latavius Murray is going to be creeping into the picture. So it's nice to see him get 10 points. It's not horrible. That's a that's Trey's type of game right there, man, where the fantasy defenses are scoring the most points. Like you're probably the one person in the entire world that was like, this is fucking awesome <laughs> they both had 15 plus <laughs> it's amazing it's incredible i uh, can't wait for next thursday commanders versus the bears should be a goddamn barn burner <laughs> <laughs> like a house burner burn your fucking house down just so you have an excuse not to watch it uh sorry to our, our one fan that is a diehard commander fan but it is I mean, we gotta live in reality. We gotta live in reality here, Mups. So, um, let's, all right. move on. let's get into the late windows. Let's start with the San Francisco Forty ers 
who are going to absolutely absolutely obliterate the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Uh, the Niners are six and a half point favorites. Over under is thirty nine points. Um, let's start on the Niners side of the ball. Um, George Kittle pretty much been quiet all year. Um, made his debut last week. Could have had that touchdown in the back of the end zone, but one foot was barely out. At this point, do you still feel like you have to start George Kittle if you drafted him? Um, honestly, probably with where Kittle was going, you drafted him pretty early. If you happen to get a good guy in the waiver wire, or maybe you picked up a backup knowing that Kittle's going to be out for the first couple weeks of the season, maybe you you know were able to get a good guy at the end of the draft as well. But man, like it sucks. Kittle has. You know, he's only played two weeks, but he has a total of like seven points in those two games. It's just not good, uh, which is weird because, you know, him and Garoppolo always had a really good connection. So hopefully that turns back around to being a good thing. But right now it's rough. Yeah, that's the only hope I would hold out for him, that him and Garoppolo have some kind of connection. But Garoppolo, he is who we thought he he is who we thought he was. <laughs> he's nothing special. <laughs> And at this yeah. point, I would definitely have at least another tight end on my bench to throw in there. I'd give him an, another week or two before I really bail out. And if not, honestly, maybe just try to trade him. That's how I feel about him. Yeah, try to capitalize on the name value. You might be able to still get something out of him to someone, maybe in a home league that's a little more casual. Um, George Kittle or David Njoku? As long as Najoku's healthy. Ooh, you know how I feel about that. I love me some David Njoku right now. He's doing real solid. He's actually getting a good amount of targets. Not really killing it points-wise, but no one is tight ends besides the top five guys. Right now, I like Njoku. And it sounds crazy, but I would start yeah, him this week I mean, over Kittle. Yeah, I think I would too. I think I'm not right there with you. I just need to see something from Kittle before, you know, I want to throw him over a lot of guys. Yeah, I'm Njoku as well. Jeff Wilson looks pretty good uh, last week as far as the explosiveness. Seems to be the dude right now in the backfield when they're not giving it to Debo Samuel. Jeff Wilson's a, is he a must start? Um, I'll go for it. Sorry, Trey. Uh, go for it. It's, it's I, I'm used to. Yeah, no, I'm used to. Yeah, I know. I'm used to Tyler going first usually, but uh, I think so. <laughs> we talked about him earlier in the year when we found out he was going to be the RB one. That he is probably going to do pretty decent. I think we were all out on the same page, but I thought he was going to do good. When I, when he does get the ball a lot, he tends to do pretty well, and he's our RB one, and he's getting the ball a lot. So I think he is a must start. And kind of like tight ends, running backs are weird this year. You got to just, if you got a guy getting double-digit points, you got to start him. It's so hit or miss right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Debo Samuel, obviously you're starting, and that's probably where we draw the line on the 49ers. Ayuk does, does not, isn't doing enough for me to throw in. Um, well, the defense the other... is also really good. I'll just say that a lot of oh, people yeah. do have their team. Can't forget about that. Um... I'm just gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> definitely start their defense. Yeah, their defense is good. So what does that mean for the other side of the ball, the Carolina Panthers? I mean, CMC has been underwhelming for what 
you know, he's touted as he's still, he's not absolutely terrible and killing your team, but he's not giving you those huge blow up games, um, like that you hope for. Um, but you still must start obviously. Um, but that's it, right? No DJ. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, come on. But don't, I mean, we, we've, we've had this conversation for a couple of years with DJ Moore. It's worse this year. Like he's much, much worse this year. So, and you know, you have to realize that it's really bad in Carolina when they are like dying to get Sam Darnold back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not looking good. I don't know why everyone thought Baker was a massive upgrade. I, I didn't, I don't think any of us did, um, slight upgrade, I guess, but not the as way well as DJ. DJ Moore gets so overvalued every single year going into draft season, and people are like, oh, easy fourth-round draft pick. Like, so comfortable as my wide receiver, too. Go ahead, man. I I learned that lesson like three years ago, and I'm not not stepping into that mud again. So <laughs> hopefully you were listening to our show and, and didn't make that mistake yourself because right now you're, you're stuck. You're like, what do you do? I guess you have to bench him. So that sucks, you know, your fourth-round draft pick. But – um yeah just cmc yeah i'll I'll just say i don't think any of us have any shares of dj Moore in any league i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago you know what dj Moore needs dj needs some pj needs some pj walker that's what they need to throw out there (laughs) sure why not i mean it can't be even any worse right he's the xfl champion dude yeah he is (laughs) put some respect Uh, on his name yeah Put your PJs on. Uh, all right, Cowboys take it on the Rams in L.A. The Rams are four-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 43-and-a-half points. Um, starting on the Cowboys' side of the ball, Dak Prescott is expected to work on the side during practice this week. But boss man Jerry Jones said that he is still having trouble gripping the ball, so it's it's likely that Cooper Rush will see the field again, especially since he's undefeated. Um, how do you guys feel about Zeke? Like, obviously not the elite talent anymore. Probably not going to give you very explosive games, but he's still getting a lot of of volume, or at least a decent amount of volume, which is good. But he's not doing a whole lot with it. Um, so how do you guys feel about the backfield situation? Either are you starting either one of these guys? Are you excited about starting either one of these guys? Uh, excited absolutely not i mean neither one of them they're both so like right now in the season zeke is ranked 36 and tony Pollard is ranked 37 that's how close they are but that also shows that they're just both low-end flex plays so there's probably a lot of chances for guys to for people to have a better you know option to throw into their flex probably from a from a wide receiver and so right now no i'm not starting either one of them yeah I agree with you. Unless you absolutely have to, I could see a situation where you really just don't have a better option than Zeke and, and okay. But if you don't have to, yeah, I'm I'm not starting either one. Well, I'm someone that's in that position. I have Zeke in one league and that put me in a position where I didn't really have good running backs later in the draft because I got him early in the draft. And since he continues to get this volume, I'm still rolling with Zeke. I'm not messing with Tony Pollard just because he's not getting the amount of volume like Tyler was saying. And I'm just going to yeah. keep rolling with the volume and just hope that it ends up working out. But if this continues for a couple of weeks, I'm never drafting this dude again. <laughs> yeah, Tony Tony Pollard's a desperation play. Like you're you're really just hoping for a big him to bust one and and have a big play. Um, but that's 
you know, not how you want to play fantasy football. Uh, Michael Gallup made his season debut last week, did catch a touchdown, but that was pretty much his only, you know, highlight, um, on the, on the day to me, uh, I'm still waiting another week on, on Michael Gallup and, uh, and seeing how much more he's involved with Cooper rush before I start him even as a flex. I will say this real quick. Um, obviously the Rams, they do have Jalen Ramsey. So I assume he's going to be on CD lamb. I'm not really sure, but if he's not on Michael Gallup, the the Rams are giving up the third most points to wide receivers right now. So Michael Gallup might be in a pretty good spot to get some points. Tyler, like, is thoughts he gonna, on that? Yeah, is he going to be on CD Lamb? What do you think? I figured you would know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I haven't seen him shadow as much this year as we have in the past. Um, he certainly could. The problem with CD Lamb is that they like to use him in all kinds of formations and line him up all over the field. So it's gonna be a little harder for for Jalen to, uh, you know, be able to shadow him the whole game. I wouldn't be surprised to see Dan Quinn promote something where like they just keep Jalen on one side of the field and have him just lock down that one side, kind of like what the Seahawks did with all those years of Richard Sherman. Yeah, I think that would be the approach as well. Um, the Rams, on the other hand. Man, Matthew Stafford has been bad. Speaking of bad quarterback play tonight, um, Stafford's been up there with them. Um, this whole offense in the passing game just looks out of sync outside of Cooper Cup, obviously, Mr. Reliable. But Allen Robinson seems to not be getting separation at all. Um, I mean, are you comfortable throwing anyone in outside of Cooper Cup, including the back? Uh. Honestly, no. And I have a fun little stat here about Allen Robinson. So you talked about he's not getting any separation. You said beforehand, it seems like every time the ball is being thrown to him, he has a DB on his back just being draped all over him. So on the season, Allen Robinson is getting 1.99 yards of separation. That ranks 144th out of 145 qualified receivers. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's insane. Yeah, that's bad. Mystic. Like that's how bad he is. That's and he's uh, playing every snap. Ugh. That's bad. Probably because of the contract. I'll just com- compound onto what Tyler said. Uh, I'm pretty deep on NFL Reddit, looking at like different teams and whatnot, trying to get inside information. And the Bears Reddit is all about shitting on Allen Robinson. They're just like, we knew this was going to happen. <laughs> we knew this was going to happen. He never tries. He got his money, and look at him so. now. And I'm like, well, <laughs> God, it seems true. Any any win that fan base can get, they're they're <laughs> they're going after it. That's um, the only win they yeah, can have kidding. is shitting on a former receiver. Know, yeah, what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Cooper Cup and no one else. Like at this point, if you need to drop Allen Robinson, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, so maybe it'll yeah. get better, but I really don't see it getting a whole lot better, honestly. At first, I thought it was just a timing thing, but I think if it's a separation thing and he's just not getting open, I mean, which it is, then, yeah, that's an Allen Robinson problem, not a Matthew Stafford problem. Right. I think, honestly, this a lot comes down to, to play calling, too. I think Sean McVay needs to start to find ways to generate openness for him and Skoranek and other guys because right now, like, it's all cup and then Tyler Higby's getting a ton of targets as well but like on the season like to put this in perspective 
Cooper Cup had 15 targets last week. Allen Robinson has 16 on the season. Yeah. Like, talk about, you know, one-sided play calling and only having trust in one or two guys on the offense. Like, Sean McVay needs to find a way to scheme open some of his other, you know, playmakers. Like, it just has to happen at this point. He needs to get more creative. Um, It seems right now, like, his play calling is being a little repetitive and pretty easy to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Yeah, or, you know, give someone else a chance. Keep an eye on Van Jefferson. He should be coming back um, at some point from IR in the near future. So, like, we got to keep an eye on. Yeah, he's yeah. Van Jefferson's definitely worth looking at. Um, let me throw this out there since we're talking about dropping Allen Robinson. Would you, if someone was trying to trade, would you trade Allen Robinson for Tyler Conklin, tight end, who looks like he's bound to be top ten tight end this year? Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you need a tight end, <laughs> why not? Yeah, if you need one, I mean, it's crazy. We're talking about Week Five. <laughs> Let's trade Allen Robinson for the Jets tight end <laughs> for but... Tyler Conklin. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Eagles taking on the Arizona Cardinals uh, in Arizona. The Eagles are five-point favorites. The over-under is 49 points. Eagles have looked dominant, um, you know, all over, really, both offense and defense. Uh, Devonta Smith is kind of a roller coaster ride, though. Um, I like the question you posed here, Tyler. Is he the new Mike Williams? Been very boomer bust uh, so far through the first month. How do you project this game for Devonta? Oh man, I mean, he he busted a couple booms and busted again. Um, so I mean, it can go either way. Like Mike Williams was very consistent, consistent. Like one week good, one week bad, one week good, one week bad. He was very consistent that way. It was easy. You know, you could get the repetition down. Um, Devonte Smith is playing a different tune. So I'm not sure uh, which way to go this way, but I will say it's not a great matchup. The Cardinals have been pretty stingy against wide receivers so far on the season. Uh, they are ranked uh, as the sixth hardest defense for the receivers to play against. So I don't love the matchup. Um, I think you're, there's going to be one of those things where you see a lot of A.J. Brown. Yeah, since he's so inconsistent, like I, I flirt with putting him in my flex. And you did say uh, the Cardinals are pretty stingy against receivers. So this week, I'm trying to avoid Devontae Smith. Um, I mean, what round is he going? And it was like somewhere around like a six, maybe something like that. I thought it was maybe later than that, honestly. Yeah, so you, you didn't put that much draft capital into him. And hopefully you have other guys you can rely on. Um, AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, automatic start. Yes. With yeah, everything so in my... <laughs> Come on, man. Guess what? He's back to averaging five yards of carry on the season. All right? Just give him the damn ball. And actually, Sirianni looks like he actually is figuring this out. Like, he's a damn good running back. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell is getting less and less playing time, and they just keep feeding the rock to Miles Sanders. So they're finally figuring it out. I rejoice because I was right. Hey, yeah. The uh, Cardinals are giving up 19 points per game to the running back position. So, some points to be had there. They're also giving up the second most points per game to the tight end position. So, I think Godert is a, or Godert or whatever. He's a good start. <laughs> really good start at tight end this week. So, um, on the other side of the ball, the Cardinals have been struggling. Um, yeah. Rondell Moore is, is back and basically took. 
the Dorch completely out of the game. I uh, saw 86% of snaps, while Dorch only played 36% of snaps. Um, so Dorch is probably droppable at this point. It seems like they're just content. Even though Dorch was producing, they're just they're going with Rondell. How do you guys feel about the receivers? Rondale, Marquise, Hollywood, Brown. Are you starting either of them? Only Marquise. He's the clear-cut wide receiver one. The guys I want in this offense are Zachers, Marquise Brown, and that, that that's pretty much it. This offense is struggling. James Conner hasn't really done much, and it's not like other running backs are playing. So it's pretty disappointing to see that James Conner is not doing much, but like I like to do, uh, I fucking called it. hey hey, we got we got you know three-fourths of the season left so let's uh let's not take too many victory laps just yet he conned you (laughs) james is connor conned you james is connor (laughs) (laughs) um i mean yeah hollywood bound you have to start but you should you should probably temper expectations he is being more than likely covered most of the game by Darius Slay, who has been playing lights out. He did shut down Justin Jefferson back in week two. And Justin Jefferson, you know, is a much more talented receiver than Hollywood Brown. So I would be a little worried about what Hollywood produces this week. Yeah, to be honest, targets, though. He is getting the, the targets are there. But, man, if I had other, like, if I had Romeo Dobbs, I think I'd start him over Marquise this week. Dubs, yeah, definitely. <laughs> watch a game and watch one game and just see how they pronounce it. <laughs> that's what they're saying. Just telling you, that's what the streets are saying. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think you have to start Hollywood Brown. Still, he is the number six receiver on the season. He's getting a ton of work, so you have to play him, and you hope that you know if he gets in the end zone, your week will be okay. But I'm just saying, temper expectations. I wouldn't expect a top ten finish from him this week. Uh, Bengals taking on the Ravens in Baltimore. The Ravens are three point favorites. Over under is forty eight and a half points on Sunday Night Football. Uh, hopefully this is a good one, man. It it should be a rivalry game, uh, divisional game. So a couple talented offenses. Um, hopefully it's high scoring. Uh, T Higgins limited. Uh, he's been limited at practice both Wednesday and uh, Thursday. I believe it's an ankle that he's dealing with. Um, a knee, actually. A knee. So hopefully he gets in a full on Friday. Keep an eye out for that. That should be a very good indication on whether or not um, he is playing on Sunday. Um, I think if he does play, he's a really good start, obviously. Um, Jamar Chase, been a bit disappointing. Um but obviously you're still starting as well as um, Joe Mixon. And it is an ankle injury. I just looked at um, Sleeper eight hours ago. Higgins' ankle was a limited participant at Thursday's practice. It said knee. Either way, it's a leg. <laughs> it's the ankle. The cankle. Um, Joey Burrow as well. Starting, right? Yeah, I mean, you're the Bengals are just one of those offenses. You're starting everyone. Like, it, you shouldn't really have to question, you know, starting Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, even though his season's a little slower. 
uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Those are all guys you're going to have in your lineup every week. Um, the offense is too explosive, and I highly doubt you have guys that are you know legitimate better options than those four. What about Hayden Hurst and Tyler Boyd? Ooh, Tyler Boyd is interesting. Uh, apparently, the Ravens have been struggling against slot receivers, and their nickel corner is injured right now. I can't remember uh what his name is but tyler boyd seems pretty poised to have a good game the ravens are giving up 41.2 points a game to receivers so there's a pretty good chance that he also does pretty decent and uh just to go back to joe burrow yeah definitely worth a start the ravens are the second worst team against quarterbacks giving up 25 points a game oh how times have changed oh how times have changed um i Still don't think I'm – I know they're giving up a lot of points to receivers. I still don't think I'm starting anyone but T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase. I just – I yeah, I don't know. You mean you mean out of the about, receivers? Yeah. Okay, Not Tyler's Boyd? Check. That's his Boyd. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think Tyler's Boyd cuts it for me. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he's – Tyler's on my on, you know, my Tyler bench. Hayden Hurst, I don't <laughs> mind, though. I, I think Hayden Hurst is a streaming option every single week at tight end. Really? Yeah, yeah he's what? getting the targets. Uh, is he still getting the targets? Is he? <laughs> no, he, uh, he, he, has, he, <laughs> he has six targets the last two weeks, so not a lot. Uh, okay. um, he scored yeah, a touchdown yeah. last week, though, so that, that helped him a bunch. But, yeah, I don't know if I, he should be a weekly uh, starter. Well, I don't know if an injury played into it, but he was playing like 80% of snaps the first two weeks, and then the last two weeks, he's playing like 45% of snaps. Just yeah, completely different uh, stat line for him. So, yeah, yeah. you got to have consistency out of your tight ends, and I'm not seeing it right now from him. Uh, J.K. Dobbins on the other side of the ball was held out of practice on Wednesday. Practice fully, though, on Thursday with an apparent chest injury. Uh, he did leave for a period of time against the Bills. Justice Hill also left the game with a hamstring injury and is not expected to play on Sunday night. So, sounds like it'll be the JK show as long as he's healthy. But uh, any concerns from you guys? Uh, mostly concerned with him not being all that productive since he's been back. Um, I know last week was a big score, but because he had a couple of goal line touchdowns. So other than that, I mean, he's averaging like three yards a carry and not getting a ton of work out of the backfield. So that's my concern. Um, honestly, Cincinnati has not a, has been a pretty good defense so far against running backs. I would say that J.K. Dobbins is low end flex play at best. Um, hopefully you have another option to go with there and I would keep him on my bench this week. Yeah, I completely agree. The the Bengals are a sneaky good defense. They're they're pretty solid against every position right now. Uh, Rashad Bateman kind of been quiet the last couple weeks. He is dealing with an injury. Uh, he did not practice today at all Thursday, dealing with a foot injury. Um, so his status on Friday is going to be super important in practice. See how much he practices. Um, I think if he's coming into this game banged up, I'm not. I'm not starting Rashad Bateman. I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. And then if he doesn't play this week, Rashad, uh, Devin Duvernay is available in 56% of leagues. He's a, definitely a decent pickup to have if you need yeah. someone to slide up in there. 
that could be a nice sneaky ad on Sunday morning, you know, when the final reports come out. Well, I guess they're not playing till Sunday night, so but yeah. Could Yeah, still you got to commit to guys. Like some Sunday night plays, you got to really commit early in the morning before yep. 80% of your team plays in the morning. And if it's anything like my team's in the last 3 weeks, I swear every my game's already been decided by the time one o'clock comes around since we're on the West Coast. <laughs> like, yeah. All of my players play in the morning every fucking week. Yeah. Which is almost a better thing, right? So, you know, you don't have to answer those questions or, you know, go back and forth on those decisions. Uh, Raiders taking on the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. The Chiefs are seven point favorites. <laughs> Jesus, Trey! Wow, over under fifty one points. Getting dirty or getting done? God damn it! Getting done dirty by their own city, the Vegas odds. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that seems like a pretty hefty uh, favorite. They're pretty hefty spread. Yeah, if I hit the casino this weekend, I'm betting against that spread all day. It, it should be a pretty good game. Last year, they got blown out by the Chiefs twice, but that was also during the whole John Gruden you know, transferring over to Rich Versace as head coach. And the year before that, the, the Raiders had been competitive with the Chiefs pretty consistently before last year. So I, I see it happening again. It's a good rivalry game. It should be pretty close. Um, a lot of points expected to be scored, at least, uh, with an over-under of 51. Hunter Renfro was back at practice on the Raiders' side of the ball on Wednesday and Thursday after missing the last two weeks with a concussion. Sounds like he's ready to go and should be playing on Monday, but should that mean you should be flexing Hunter Renfro uh, this week? For me, I personally no. wouldn't be. Yeah, I I wouldn't be either. He's still um he's practicing, but he has the red non-contact jersey on. They're like they're really easing him back into this. Even if he's fully healthy, I just wouldn't really take that risk. Yeah, let's wait and see how Renfro is uh when he gets back, you know, in game action, I think is the the smart decision, especially since he's playing on Monday night football. You don't want that surprise inactive right before kickoff. Um, yeah. Uh, honestly, actually, he did. Sh- he did remove. They did remove him from the do not contact or do not hit um, jersey today. So he got a little more work in. Um, he should be good to go. But honestly, regardless of if he's healthy or not, he's a guy that you should definitely bench based off of what he's done so far this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Josh Jacobs last week twenty eight rushing attempts, one hundred and forty four yards on the ground, and two touchdowns. Seems like they've finally committed to Jacobs and are willing to establish the run. Um, Also getting some work in the passing game. So Jacobs, an automatic start for you guys this week on Monday Night Football. All fucking day. I'm all about that. It's not a coincidence. Their first win is when they actually ran the ball a decent amount of times. He did say before last week's game, like every time the game was over, he felt like it was just a conditioning practice. Like he didn't get dinged up. He wasn't even getting like scrapes and bruises. So I think he was hinting at McDaniels. He wanted the ball more and sure enough, it happened. So if they want to keep winning, they need to keep running the ball. Yeah. Take some of the pressure off car. Yeah. I mean, if you look at historically too, like a lot of his best offenses when they had a good running game, so then they could, you know, work the play action off of it. 
if you and you have the type of talent you have on the outside with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, guys that can really get open or mismatch nightmares. If you have the play action working, those guys are absolutely deadly. So like they should focus on getting Josh Jacobs the ball more to open up the offense. Yeah, definitely. So Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr. Definitely Derek Carr. Okay. I'm all about it. The Chiefs are um, giving up a good amount of points to quarterbacks right now. 22 points a game, fifth worst in the league. And just kind of drive home everything that we just talked about. Uh, They're giving up 22.7 points to running backs, sixth worst in the league. They're giving up 32 points to receivers, ninth worst in the league. Their defense is just not very good right now. All righty. That means it's time for our starts of the week. We're not even talking about the Chiefs at all. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I didn't realize that. I'm fine uh, with that. They can eat shit anyways. Hey, I mean, the only guy you're really going to discuss is Clyde. So where are you at with Clyde right now for this week? Um, <laughs> That's your man. You should know all about him. That's not my man, bud. <laughs> you drafted him in the first round two years ago. Hey, I was taking a gamble on a rookie, all right? It's a gamble we'll never forget. Best offense in the league, so figured he might be productive, but I was wrong. I mean, he had his most attempts of the year last week against Tampa Bay, 19 for 92, which is pretty good. Almost a five-yard average. Got a touchdown on the ground. Got a touchdown in the air. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay starting him in this game where there's going to be a lot of points scored and they're projected to be ahead by a decent amount. He should, yeah, get, which is wrong. He should get a nice amount of work, but um, Isaiah Pacheco is scooting into town, dude, and I think he's the more talented back, honestly, already. So, But I'm I'm okay starting Clyde this week. I think you have to. He's the number four running back right now. He hasn't scored less than 12 points a game so far. It's very inconsistent and like all across the board, yeah, but either way, the, the points keep happening. It's certainly not a yeah. automatic guaranteed thing. Right? No, it, it's not. But I mean, he is when he is getting his opportunity, he's taking advantage of it. You know, I mean, he's averaging more than five yards of carry in the season. He has five touchdowns in four games. Uh, he's just taking advantage of what Andy Reid giving him. And I think part of it too, Andy Reid is putting him in the right position so he can succeed and, you know, really show like the talent, put him in the place where his talent can shine. So, um, no, Clyde's an absolute must start uh, probably every week until something else changes in this offense. He's playing too well right now, regardless of how much he's, how much he's actually on the field. All right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Yes. Travis Kelsey. Yes. Uh, still no receivers though. Correct. Or am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, not really. They're pretty inconsistent all across the board right now. So it's pretty much the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey show in the passing game. Do we yep. have to bring up your boy there? Sky Moore there? Okay. No. Yeah. Why do you have to keep doing that to us? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw him. I he he caught a ball last week. I was like, holy shit, he's on the field. It's amazing. He actually he did progress. run his. He ran the most routes he's ran uh, so far this year. So there's that, man. Here's to looking up. But uh, yeah. 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 Hasn't has made much of a week. splash. 
Um, Late bloomer. Okay. Starts as week. Sky's the limit. <laughs> yeah. It's really... That's a pretty short sky right now. Pretty... <laughs> the sky is falling. Short. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... All right, yep, starts of the week. Now I'm allowed to move on to this, right? I'm just so excited for starts of the week. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> I am. All right, I'll start. Uh, quarterback, I'm going with the recently single free. <laughs> oh, no shit. more fucking bullshit to deal with. Now you can just focus on, on ball like you always wanted to. Mr. Tom Brady playing the Atlanta Falcons who he's dominated for literally his entire career. As the Buccaneers quarterback, Brady's 3-0 and with 11 touchdowns and one interception against the Falcons. Um, he's a perfect 8-0 and on the career over his course with New England and um, uh, the Buccaneers with 22 touchdown passes, two interceptions. His average passer rating against the Falcons is 114.2, which is tied for the second best against any single opponent in the NFL in NFL history uh, with Kurt Warner. They trail only the legend Aaron Rodgers, who sits at 115.4. And Warner's and Rodgers' highs are also against Atlanta. So that's kind of funny. But... uh. Yeah, Tom Brady, probably like three or four touchdowns this week. He's got all his guys back. Uh, I think he has a big game. You're not worried about the injury at all? He already said he's good to go, dude. If he said he's good to go, he's good to go. Yeah, he might have a fire under his ass. Like, oh, everyone knows I'm getting a divorce. I'm just going to shit on the world. He's literally like getting some strange Saturday night, just coming in this game, just fucking dialed in, dude. (laughs) I will also say he came out today in an interview and said that talking about all the two and two teams in the NFL, which includes the Buccaneers. He said that he's watching a lot of bad football right now, just across the league. And he's really pissed off about it. I think that was more of a shot to, to his own team and the way he's playing. So I'm with you guys. I think he is just fired up for this week. And he comes out and lights up the Falcons. Oh my God. They're going to, they're absolutely going to ship. On the Falcons, I think. I think it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Who would like to go next? You want me to do it? Talk about someone oh, for the love of God. Derek go for Carr. It. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, so my quarterback start of the week is going to be Derek Carr in Can or yeah in Kansas City playing the Chiefs, and it's probably like the third time this year that I've chose Derek Carr. So if it doesn't happen this week, I'm not going to do it again. Trust me. Because yeah, yeah, wait, yeah, yell at ha- him for taking Derek Carr every week. I I say TJ Hawkinson one time, you go down my throat and it blew up in your fucking face. I was waiting to tell you that yesterday, but you weren't here. Oh yeah, yeah you got him, that. Hawkinson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyways, I'll just say yeah, you know, Carr hasn't been great this year. Um, he's been like borderline starting quarterback for fantasy. But as I said, Kansas City is giving up 22 points a game through four weeks to quarterbacks. That's the fifth worst in the league. Uh, they've only forced one interception uh, in any of those games, and they've given up at least two touchdowns a game. And with a high over-under, I just really think Derek Carr should have a good game. Hopefully this offense is coming together. I just 
I feel it in my bones. Derek Carr all day. All Start I the car. Say, Tyler is it took a combined 120 points scored by both teams for Hawkinson to have a fucking good game. So <laughs> I'll take my L, I guess. He still won't <laughs> double back. <laughs> Dude, I, dude, I honestly thought about putting him on here again just to just to play it, you know, feel, feel the hot hand, you know, just go with uh, it. But uh, if, if it ain't Hawkinson, uh, you got to you got to go with the Tyler. So I yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and we'll get there later. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm going to go with Jared. Goff, Which Tyler honestly. will it be? <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple to choose from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going with Jared Goff against the Patriots. Um, I know that seems like a weird pick because the Patriots are traditionally a very good defense. Um, they usually are very good fantasy-wise as well. This year, not so much. They're giving up over 21 points a game to quarterbacks. They've given up the second most passing touchdowns on the season, and they also have the second least amount of passes defense. So, I mean, their cornerbacks are not covering anybody, essentially, and all that means is that Jared Goff and this highly electric offense is going to go off again, and I think Goff is, good, is you know, Guaranteed another really, really good game. Is Amon Rob back, man? Come on. Um, I think he was limited again today. Let me double check. After our waiver episode, I think Tyler became convinced that well, we both kind of convinced ourselves. We're like, holy shit, Jared Goff is playing some really good football right now, especially yeah. fantasy wise. It's it's yeah, pretty no, crazy. Is it he's quarterback? 100%. Three? Yeah, he's hundred percent a super nice streaming option like i i've picked him up in a couple leagues where i'm struggling at quarterback and yeah i'm happy to play him great yeah amon rod did sit out again today so um a little Fuck. dicey for what's gonna happen on sunday they have the bye week week six so i i, I definitely see them sitting probably both deandre swift and amon Ra st brown yeah I, I believe swift yeah. has actually already been ruled out yeah, yeah, DeAndre Swift injured. Oh God, who would have guessed? Not me. <laughs> so right. Uh, all right, running backs. My running back, James Jim Robinson, uh, is what we should be calling him now. Uh, Jim Robinson is playing the Houston Texans, <laughs> who are giving up twenty-seven points per game, which is the worst in the league. It's some atrocious number, like a hundred and. 50 something yards a game to running backs. I expect him to run all over them and I expect uh, Travis Etienne to continue not to exist. So, but James Robinson <laughs> will have a big big game. That's a good one for sure. I'm liking James Robinson this year. Um my running back start of the week is Damian Harris versus Detroit. Once again, I'm choosing another running back that's playing Detroit. I chose Rashad Penny last week as my start of the week and he absolutely went off. And I know Ramondre Stevenson does get more snaps than Damian Harris, but Damian Harris is still getting more fantasy points. And me and Tyler agreed on this. He just looks a lot better than Ramondre Stevenson when he does get the ball. So they just need to give him the ball more. And Detroit's giving up 28.4 fantasy points a game to running backs and has allowed multiple running backs to score touchdowns in half of their games. So like not only did the starting running back score, so did the backup. And we know it's a one-two punch with Harris and Ramondre. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ramondre also has a good game. Who? Ramondre. <laughs> Ramondre. Ramondre Stevenson. And uh, Raymond J. I'll just say, 
<laughs> I'll just take the guy who's playing better between the two, which is Damian Harris. He also scored a touchdown in the last three games, which is pretty on par with what he was doing last year, scoring a touchdown in pretty much every game. He's a good start this week. Honestly, the way the Lions defense is playing, I'm pretty sure you could put any three of us in the backfield and we'd still get 12 points. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> we might not. I would risk also, what's left of my knee to do that. Yeah, we also might not make more than one play. <laughs> <laughs> not a knee, your life, bruh. <laughs> yeah, well, if I lose my knee, I lose my life, man. So same thing. All right, Tyler, who are your two running backs? Well, this is not because apparently two. we can do it's that. It's just whoever's. It's just whoever starts. Okay, we're not sure what's happening. David Montgomery is still in the injury report, but he practiced some today. So if he plays, he's having a good game. If he doesn't, Khalil Herbert's also going to have a good game. So it doesn't matter who's starting. That's the guy you're playing. The Vikings are giving up the fifth most points in the league to running backs at 23 a game. They've given up seven touchdowns, which is the second worst in the, in the league or in the entire NFL, only behind the New England Patriots. Mm. A lot of shitty teams we're talking about here. We got some good running backs. I like them. Yeah. So Montgomery, Herbert, doesn't matter who starts. Put them in your lineup. They're going to be just fine. Yeah, especially Ty. He's got a bunch of good running backs. Uh, <laughs> my receivers T Higgins uh, versus Baltimore. Last time he played Baltimore, he scored thirty-seven fantasy points, which was in twenty twenty-one. But I expect him to have a big game. Uh, lots of points to be scored in this in this game. Um, he was questionable coming in the game, but I expect him to play and play well. Um, I like me some T Higgins this week. Oh, T. Higgies. Yeah, he's like historically had good games against them, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Right on. Something, something about <clears> him. My, you don't like him. So, that is that little rivalry game, right? But my, uh, my, my running back, my receiver start of the week is going to be Romeo Dubs versus the Giants. Who's that? In London. Romeo Dubs, you know who it is because that's how they say his name on the sports cast, and you're just in denial. So, He's quietly becoming Green Bay's best receiver. Sound like Clearly the top. Yeah, well, you sound like someone that's in denial. And let me speak my piece, please. So <laughs> Dubs is quietly becoming Green Bay's best receiver. Uh, him and Lazard are clearly the top wideouts. They both play over 90% of the snaps. And if you're Rogers' favorite target, it's a pretty good position to be in. So I'm going to put my stamp on Romeo Dubs this Sunday mm-hmm. in London. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Giants are giving up the second least amount of points to wide receivers this season. So you might be like, oh, that's a bad play. But if you look at the four quarterbacks that they've played so far this year, it really is impressive with ha- them being the, the second best against receivers so far. They played Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Cooper Rush, and Justin Fields. So that's just a result of who they've been playing. I think this defense is in for a pretty rude awakening with Aaron Rodgers slinging the ball around. So, Romeo Dubs all day. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good point that you brought up with the quarterbacks that they played. And when you're looking at these stats, like defenses, or they've given up this many points to this position, and you, you really got to realize, like, who they've, or at least look at who they played against because that can obviously have a big um, difference or impression on how good they actually are. So Romeo Dobbs, yeah, I love that pick. 
Yeah, dubs. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an all a season long thing. Um, yeah. I mean, dubs is good. So, yeah. My receiver. I'll take him. My receiver for this week is going to be Chris Godwin. Um, obviously, that's slightly contingent on making sure he plays, but it sounds like he should. Should be good to go. And honestly, the biggest reason I'm I'm doing this is because so obviously we know the Falcons, they're not good on defense. They give up 33 points a game to receivers. But as I stated in yesterday's episode, AJ Terrell is playing really good defense. Uh, I, you know, he's playing really good good this year at cornerback. He's locking down receivers, and it, they like to use him as a shadow corner and has always been locked up on the number one guys. So I mean, he's going to see a lot of Mike Evans this week, and that leaves Chris Godwin to then feast on the inferior cornerbacks left on Atlanta's defense. Who just shitting on those cornerbacks? Jesus, inferior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're no name players. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, you got Luckily, they don't listen to this. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. My tight end start of the week, uh, Dallas, and I will go there. Okay, so uh, Dallas Godert, Godert, uh, versus the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are giving up 13 fantasy points per game to the tight end position, which is the second most in the NFL. They can't guard tight ends. They've played some decent ones, but Dallas Gordair is a pretty good tight end himself, and they like to utilize him in this offense a lot. So I I think he has a big game this week. You're going to go there with Joe Dirt. I I like it. My tight end start of the week is going to be Logan Thomas versus the Titans. He's been seeing a good amount of work, nothing too impressive, playing like 70% of snaps, averaging five targets a week. His receiving yards are horrible, though, I'll be honest. But Tennessee's given up you know, 15 points a game to tight ends right now in half EPR leagues. They got absolutely destroyed last week by the Colts tight ends, uh, mostly Mawali Cox, but they, I mean, they gave up over 100 yards. And... In the last three weeks, they're averaging, you know, giving up sixty catch or six catches and sixty six yards per game to tight ends, which is, you know, nine point six point game on average. So it's really not bad. And usually, I wouldn't choose Logan Thomas even in that situation as my start of the week. But Jahan Dotson is going to be out this week, most likely next week. And Curtis Samuel is dealing with an illness; he's still questionable to play. So his opportunities should be up this week, like higher than normal. So hopefully, Logan Thomas takes advantage. So I like him this week. Nice dig there. You got his name right, too, yeah. so that's good. Uh, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're to the episode where I got to I gotta pick my Tyler for the week, and I flipped the coin. This week landed on Tyler Conklin. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine so, if that's just how you picked your tight end every week. <laughs> uh, did you see what I did in the dock? Uh, no, Tyler Conklin, he's... I changed it to Tyler's Conklin. I don't no, know if you saw that. What did you do? This is a document that we used to go he's off. He's been playing really yeah. well. Yeah. He's been playing really well all season. And even with the return of Zach Wilson last week, he still had a really nice stat line. Um, and it's a good match this week. The Dolphins are giving up 14 points a game to the position. And if you look at who they've played, they've only played one really good tight end in Mark Andrews. Other than that, they've played basically nobody's they've played they've had hunter henry dawson knox and then hayden hurst are the other three starting tight ends and none of them have done a whole lot this season so 
they're giving up a lot of points to nobodies right now. And if that's the case, that just means that Tyler's Conklin is in line for another good line. <laughs> another good day. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I don't know. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I do my defenses of the week? <laughs> Absolutely. Get it, Stink. All right. I'm going to take this away while you guys get your breath together here. Um yeah, so my defenses of the week, there's a lot of good ones, but I'm not trying to choose obvious ones that are probably rostered in your league. So I got four of them for you this week. First one's going to be the Titans defense against the Commanders. Uh, the Titans played two shitty quarterbacks so far this year and had double-digit points in both of those games, and Carson Wentz is a turnover machine. So I think you're bound to get some good points out of that defense. My next one's going to be the Vikings defense against the Bears. Justin Fields. That's all. That's all you need to hear. Any defense is playing Justin Fields. <laughs> enough said. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. seriously. Enough said. Just start him. So yeah, Vikings defense for sure. Uh, one of the biggest waiver wire pickups of the week. Jacksonville's defense. Yeah, against Houston, they've been on a roll lately. They've had nine turnovers in four games. The last two games, Davis Mills has thrown four interceptions. He's still trying to get it together. It seems like he kind of like lost a step after last year when he started. Uh, performing better as the season went on. So you got to take advantage of Mills still being kind of shitty. And my last defense of the week is the Green Bay Packers against the Giants. That's a team that's probably rostered, but if they're not, you definitely want them. We already talked about it. They have a very favorable schedule in the next four weeks, playing like some of the worst teams in the NFL. Green Bay is not really flashy fantasy-wise, but they're one of the stingiest defenses in the NFL. It's no secret the Giants have no weapons besides Saquon Barkley. And their pass blocking is absolutely horrible. So Green Bay is going to be sacking the shit out of Daniel Jones Ooh. and probably keeping them to a low-scoring game. Daniel Jones. And <laughs> I'm not going to say guy before that. <laughs> you can you can just suck on his bark, Lee. Whatever. Anyways, um, but yeah, Green Bay is not giving up points already, like less than 20 points a game. They're going to shut down the the Giants and get a bunch of sacks. Hopefully, some turnovers. So, yeah, those are your defenses of the week. You're very welcome for helping you actually uh, get some points out of your defenses. Yes, very, very important. Um, Hopefully you picked up Green Bay last week because their schedule is juicy. And uh, Mm -hmm. as an owner of the team, I just say if we we lose any of these games, oh, boy, I'm going to have to make some changes to the roster. What's your guys' shareholder meetings like? You guys just show up to the stadium with like two hundred thousand other people. You get just like fucking kind of like out. <laughs> Everyone's just hammered. drinking beer and eating cheese. Everybody, <laughs> dude. The the kids, the adults, the freaking pets, the dog. everybody. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Is it like a? Is it like an auction? Like where you guys vote? You just like if you say yes, you just like hold up a piece of cheese and you look into the crowd. Like yeah, yep. majority vote. Yep, yep. Say I, and we all I, and then typically <laughs> take a drink of your beer after your I, and and throw a cheese curd in, and just fucking <laughs> live life, man. So just watch what do you your do stock. When say no? Rise, dude. No. Take a drink of beer. Uh, throw a cheese curd in. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, we won't go. 
typically is one that gets thrown out there a lot. Um, so it's a good time. I'll, I'll bring you guys next year. I get four tickets every year, so you can go. Pretend no, you today. don't. Yeah. I swear to God. Swear to God. Are you going this year? No, it, it happens at like in July. End of July, usually. I'm going yeah, next year. I definitely want to go. I'm trying to throw a cheese curd in my beer and say no or whatever the fuck you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you got it down. Um, all right. Well, you guys, you know, I'll book you in. Okay. Pencil you in. So I think it's usually like the last weekend of July. So for all you people out there yeah. that are curious. Yeah, for everyone still listening, uh, why don't we uh, wrap this up? <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yep that's the show so uh good luck this weekend <laughs> uh hit us up on twitter at the ff fathers a little like a little subscribe if you're feeling a little friendly maybe a rating of five stars or more nothing less um and yeah wish you the best this weekend we'll catch you next tuesday for waiver wires later Bye.